You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports. It's the Sports on Tap Seattle Podcast. With your boys, I'm Sammy. And I'm George. Welcome to the greatest show in podcasting. I don't know why you were so loud there, Sammy, for half a second. It's gone now, but just the hell, welcome. It was like, whoop, right in my ear, but it's okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> kind of. You better, you better like hearing my voice. Uh, you have to listen to it this whole time. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, <laughs> we are talking, for those listening today, uh, if, you, if you want to listen to both Seahawks and Mariners section, tune on in. The first section here is going to be the Mariners, but in the description, I will have where we transition to the Seahawks. Uh, so we're going to be doing about 10, 15 minutes on the Mariners. And then in the description, the timestamp will be there for when we switch over to about 10 minutes of the Seahawks. And on top of that, make sure you check out uh, our main podcast where we talk all sports. We're doing NBA playoffs right now. It's the Pod That Brothers. Um, also link in the description. Other than that, George, I want to tell you one thing and one thing only. What's, what's that, man? All right, guys, goodbye's on and don't forget it. Stop it. Thank you. That was it. Suarez, his, uh, that's his, I don't know if you know, George. That's, you know, that's his saying. Suarez every day says good vibes only. And it's, I like it. it comes from his dad. He used to tell him when you're playing baseball, sometimes you get too angry out there. I need you to have good vibes only. So yeah, I think I, I figured that you know saying good vibes only probably came from someone saying right, his, when you said his dad I figured good vibes only was something his dad said yeah like he didn't just come up with it as a kid like good vibes only well um, now Suarez did he grow up in the states or did he grow up in a Latin American country because if his dad said good vibes only in a Latin American country that's pretty interesting or was or is he just translated it to English I don't know I'm, I mean Eugenio's uh his accent's pretty strong, so yeah. I'm so gonna, I, I guess he didn't grow up in the states, George. He just I saying, know some people who grew up in Miami, and they're they they still got pretty damn strong accent. Yeah, he was born in Venezuela. Okay, he's Venezuelan. Love the Venezuelans personally. All right, no, I do. I think they're great I, people. I love Venezuelans. I I do too. I like I like all Dominicans and and, and Cubans and. and I love people. I've loved people of the Latin world. America. Yeah, me too. That's right. I was just like, all right, great. Good vibes only. There was a point. The reason I brought up Suarez specifically before we get into the Mariners World Series uh, contention year, we will get into the fact that I just wanted to mention the most home runs since 2018. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing on Twitter, everyone was talking about like, oh, like, it was actually very smart of the Mariners to take a guy that maybe has a lower batting average, but has the most home runs since 2018. And it's Eugenio, Eugene, I think Eugenio, however you say it, Suarez, 132 home runs. The names after him are 127 with Nelson Cruz, 125 uh, Nolan Arenado, 120 Matt Olson, 119 Bryce Harper, and 119 Max Muncy. So, I mean, so you not see a the bad replacement for Kate. Yeah, not a bad replacement for Kyle Seager. Um, probably he's not going to have as high of a uh, uh, batting uh, batting average as Kyle Seager and probably not as good on the field. But we are definitely going to get some home runs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to see the ball fly off the bat. So it's really good. And I think he has, what, three or four now on the season? Three? Yes. Was I think three. Three. Okay. Still great. And um, just in general, speaking of good vibes, the Mariners are seven and five, Sammy. And I was thinking a couple of things. It, well, one, um, 
let's start off with the bad, right? We're seven and five, but Kalenic and Julio Rodriguez can't hit the ball. They can't hit a, what's the saying, the side of a barn or something? Uh, yeah, I'm not good at baseball lingo, but yeah. Me either. But they can't hit at all right now, and we're seven and five. And I really expect, I mean, they're young guys. They're going to struggle a little bit. And I, I expect them both to turn it around here soon, I hope. Uh, the sooner the better. But to be seven and five with them struggling is a really, really positive way to start the season. Yeah, and we haven't had Mitch Haniger for our last two games as well. Let's throw yeah. that out there. Um, yeah, I didn't know we're still doing the COVID thing, but I guess we are. Allegedly, we are. It looks like we are because Scott Service is out with COVID now as yeah. well. Um, uh, I guess I just guess we are. We are. Uh, <laughs> okay, you mentioned the Kelnick and uh, Julio Rodriguez thing, but I, I, this this year wasn't really dip. Uh, what's the right way to put it? This year wasn't really like dependent on them playing well. I think this, the year was dependent on them being eventually developing, developing and being like active contributors, right? Right. Um, but if you go through most of our lineup, um, forget Suarez because Suarez, we don't care if he bats for average, um, but he's hitting the ball well. Hanager was playing really well. Uh, to start the year before he got hurt. I mean, I think he, he was right. early on three home runs leading the league. Um, Frazier had three hits yesterday. He's batting 294, and France is batting 289, and Crawford's batting 316. That's the core of our uh, lineup, and they're playing well. And Winker yeah. has had some really bad luck. Uh, like, it's just like a known – like, the statistics are – like, a lot of his – he's – had so many things that, like, for the most part, should be hits, but like just like diving catches. He randomly right. batted into a triple play yesterday, which is extremely rare. <laughs> Different things. Uh, the majority of the guys that like we expect to play well, like the like the like the France Frazier, Hanniger, Crawford, they're holding down the you know they're holding the it down for the young guys to take time to develop. Yeah, but see, my thing is like with those. I guess my point was more, and I totally agree with you. We didn't. We're not dependent on Kalinic or Rodriguez to be really good this year to like make the playoffs, for example. But if we want to win, the, God, I feel like I'm getting so ahead of myself. Maybe Don't I'm just even excited. Start to... saying the words in the World Series. <laughs> I was joking when I said our World Series contention. No, but we, oh, look, at the end of the day, once you get into the playoffs in baseball, anyone can win the World Series. Once you get into the tournament, so like the dependency of winning a World Series goes on to like literally guys like Kalenic and Julio Rodriguez really overachieving. And I know this is way ahead of ourselves. Like I reel me back in. We're, we're not supposed to win the world series this year, but I'm just saying like seven and five, everything seems like it could have been bad with, with the two, our two best young hitters and we're still seven and five. So I'm just really happy about that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to reel you in because I yeah, reel me in. The I'm objective is not World Series this year. And as much as I would love for it to be, and as much as if they do somehow win the World Series, I would love it. Um, that's not the objective, right? And the objective is, like, get this team, get the Seattle Mariners to the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Or 20 years. 21 would be, you know, 20 years. This, if they don't get it, this year, it would be a 21-year drop. 21 year drop. Um, Get them back to the playoffs because that's mm. the, that has to be the objective. That has to be the goal because a majority of teams and like you know they're not not every team's ready to make a World Series run their first year making the playoffs. Now some teams have done it, but that's not what most teams are built for, right? 
I think the Mariners are building a little uniquely in the sense that they're they're building, I think, a long-term sustainable model here, not a like, okay, we we bought in these bats and we're trying to do what the Dodgers do, right? No, and, no, like, no. We're we're definitely not doing the World that. Series. So I think I like what I'm seeing so far. Um uh, I think the one issue too though is obviously this division is fucked up. Like I it's know. already fucked up. Like the A's, even though they're at, supposed to be trash, somehow win games as always. Well, because that's just what they do. It's what they do. The Astros are good again, and the Angels look like they finally might not be like an utter disappointment. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, they have the best player know. maybe since Babe Ruth, so that doesn't and Mike help. Trout. And Mike Trout. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the, just I did want to mention one thing though. Um, what, what do you feel about having two Cy Young Award winners on our on our team? Logan Gilbert's not going to win the Cy Young. I mean, Robbie Ray won last year, and I mean, Logan Gilbert has a .54 ERA right now. No, I, just, I think he's going to be very, very, very good this year. I'd be shocked if he keeps up a .54 ERA. Yeah, oh, oh you, th- you, think, you think he won't keep up a .54 ERA? No. Not me either, but no, but he's been really good. I wanted to mention him and uh, I'm just, I'm really liking this team in general. I like that our pitching staff is pretty solid and I like uh, that despite our, uh, our young bats, as I said earlier, not hitting, we're finding ways to win baseball games. Yeah. uh, And our, it's not just fun differential this year. There's actual, some real run differential. I'm actually like uh, pretty shocked about that, right? Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Last year it was all based on fun differential. This year we're actually, you know, okay, Oakland somehow at seven and six or plus 14. I don't know what's going off that team. Um, But we're second in run differential. Um, Really, we're third in the entire AL in run differential at plus 10, which shows that our bats are showing up enough. And our pitching um, is doing more than well enough. And like you said, it feels good. I know we have the bats to compete. And by compete, like, I don't know if we have the World Series bats, but I know if Kelnick and Rodriguez show up and, you know, eventually they'll get their averages to the 200s and 250, hopefully, and hit some home runs. We have enough bats. And with, I think we have enough even as simply with right now, Matt Brash looked good actually for his first two games. Yes, he has. Logan Gilbert's looking like an ace. (laughs) Robbie Ray is an ace. If Marco is going to be your fourth guy, now I have no complaints. I was bitching about yeah. Marco last year because he was the ace. Like, yeah, exactly. His opening day starter last year. Yeah. If, and if Marco is your fourth guy, like, great. And then what, whatever, what's his name? Sorry, what are we getting to? I was going to get to Brash, though. He's been actually really I mean, good for what he's supposed to be, right? I mean, he's been a diamond in the rough, really. And it looks like we need to keep going to Canada to find pitchers because I think there's only two Canadian pitchers I know are, are uh, James Paxton and Matt Brash. The only two Canadian pitchers? Not that I could think of. I've never like heard of any other pitchers coming from Canada. Well, that's because that's our team. <laughs> I don't think there's many Canadian pitchers in the major leagues. I don't know if that's true. I think that also could be just because we literally know the ones that are from the Mariners. There yeah, are, maybe. Uh, there have been 257 players from Canada who have played in the Major League. In history. And we had two of them pitchers. Vladimir Guerrero. Junior. Okay. It's okay, I'm looking at pitchers, but there's been like, okay, there's been a couple pitchers, but uh, wow, Abraham Toro is from Canada. Who would have thought? 
James Paxton, obviously Matt but, Bash but, there. Yeah. Nick Pavetta. Are you are you on this one with the pictures? There's only three, six, nine, twelve players in baseball right now from Canada, and three okay. have played on the Mariners. But like four or five of them are pitchers. So, but we've had fifty percent of the pitchers. Yeah, but I think there's five, so not not technically fifty percent. It made a big difference, George. Sorry. Yeah. And and James Jackson's not on the Mariners right now. So I've been on the Mariners. We had a lot of them. Vlad Guerrero Jr. I don't. I mean, guess it counts, but I think he's like because his dad played for Montreal when he. But we do have Brash and Toro, so we have two out of the what like. 15 12, Canadians, like 12 yeah, Canadians. Yeah, three, six, nine, 12 Canadians. We have two out of the 12, and three out of the 12 have played for the Mariners. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. But, uh, yes, Matt Brash is good. I was going to also mention Chris, Chris Flexen. Uh, if, oh, yeah. If, if Marco is your four or five and Flexen's your four or five, you're in a great position. Totally agree. Um, and yeah, Matt Brash. <laughs> I mean, he came out of nowhere. I mean, like, I remember I was excited to see him start because after spring training and whatnot, like, you know, that was kind of like a nice little surprise have another pitcher that we didn't expect to have. Exactly. And so, there's nothing great. more beautiful. Like, yeah, there's cool gems in having, like, good, bad, new random batters, but I feel like there's nothing more beautiful than finding a random gem pitcher where you're just no, like, totally. we got the guy. Well, I don't want to talk about, like, future Mariner games because, you know, this uh, yeah, we're going to be talking short short segments about what the Mariners can do here and there. And we'll try to come back to you guys like more often. I mean, uh, as the season progresses, if we do short 10, 15 minute podcasts on some important weeks and important series, uh, we'll do our best to do that and get out there. And in the meantime, uh, another series win after beating the Rangers yesterday. And uh, all we got to do, George, is just keep winning series. That's all that matters. Yep, absolutely. That's all that matters in baseball. Win series. All right, well, I think that's all we got on the Mariners' side uh, for now. This is going to be a shorter podcast, a little weekend mm. podcast for you guys to listen to or the end of the week. Yeah, uh, and I got something to add at the end. Go but, for it. Or do you want me to add now? A uh, little Sounders thing. Did you know the Sounders are in the Champions League finals for uh, North America? In the finals? I thought they lost the other night. The, the, I think they lost in their regular season, but they're playing in the CONCACAF Champions oh, League. So they're playing in the finals. So if they win the finals against Puma, which is a team out of Mexico's uh, top league, they'll end up in the Club World Cup where they play all the champions of the European Champions League, the South American Champions League, the Asia Champions League, and they play in the Cl Club World Cup, which would be pretty interesting because they could play someone like... Uh, Chelsea or uh, Liverpool Jesus. or someone like that. Yeah. That, so they, they would move on to like the last like stage of club world cup, which is not like the biggest thing in the world, but like it, it's something it's fun. Yeah. It looks like they're playing Pumas on Wednesday, April 27th at 7 mm. 30 PM Pacific time. Mm. So, Two games. Yeah. That's leg one. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that's into the Sounders, that's a good game to keep track. And we'll try, try our best. Uh, probably put George, give George this assignment. Yes. On <laughs> Seattle account uh, during the game, at least we'll try to, you know, keep track of what's happening and, and keep you guys updated. Even if it's as simple of tweeting a, when a goal happens or what time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's the final results. Cause if they do win that, it's another little banner to hang you know what i mean yeah like, yeah you get a trophy you're a champions league you're the, you're the best team in north america yeah which is a big deal yeah big enough right like i think the you know the sounders love i feel like has 
because of the Kraken kind of reduced a little bit in the Seattle, maybe online. Not, not okay. I take that back. The people that have been Sounders fans have been Sounders fans. I just feel like the there's been a lot more hype that's gone towards like if I have to watch another sport, I'm going to go to Kraken games this year because exactly. it's new and it's something we haven't seen before, right? And mm-hmm. but the Sounders have, you know, the Sounders. If you want to consider uh, MLS as one of the major sports, which it is one of them, just, it's not yeah. one of the four, but like it's one of it's the major. The fifth, sports. I guess. The fifth, probably. Yeah, they are the best franchise in Seattle, like by far. Yeah. Like, by totally. far. So yeah, pretty fun. Tune on in. We'll talk about it next week. We'll be. I'm yeah. Sure we'll, hey, maybe. I mean, it'd be cool. They're like North American champs. I mean, they go play against Chelsea and probably lose like four. Well, no, Chelsea. We don't know who's a European champion yet, but they go play against Real Madrid and lose like twelve. Or Real and, like thinks that they can beat them and doesn't play like their top guys. Yeah, but they would have to like actually over. fly. Like, like it depends on how it happens. Like Real Madrid would have to fly to Seattle to play a game, or we'd have to fly to Real Madrid to play a game. And it's not one of those weird random friendlies, yeah. No, it's not a friendly. No, no, no. Well, we'll talk about it next week as it gets closer. I'm sure we'll have a podcast probably around that Wednesday range, either yeah. before or after the game. So we'll discuss that more. And uh, if you guys like Sounders talk, let us know. Like we'll we'll talk about it more. Like I'll start watching the games more too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Say. And we'll probably talk some cracking next year as they get a little better. Like uh, this year was kind of an odd time as they yeah. kind of, they ended up being really bad. Exactly. But. Let's get on to some Seahawks. Good luck, Sounders. That is actually interesting. Uh, we'll get into some Seahawks because it is a, it was an interesting day yesterday in Seahawks Twitter, for us at least, on our Sports on Tap Seattle account, which you can find everywhere at Sont Seattle, S-O-N-T Seattle. Uh, we put out a tweet, uh, you know, a video that I found on Twitter just randomly about Bobby Wagner saying that Russell Wilson called him, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll play the video. Actually, I have the video. Um, and then, you know, Rich Eisen himself got a little upset because I tagged the person that I found the video from. And I didn't tag Rich Eisen. He was being a little, everyone sent him crying emojis, which I was pretty uh, happy about. Multiple yeah. people. Well, I mean, it's funny because Rich Eisen, uh, he's not listening right now, but you were on the video. Like you're talking, people are well aware that was you, not the biggest like, sign is Rich Eisen on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. No. no. Uh, but it was cool because Bobby Wagner, quote tweeted it to clarify what he was saying and then russell wilson quote tweeted it so it was a nice interaction day for our twitter but i'll play the clip just to so we can read out what they said make it more make it more clear and russ departs to go to denver did you get any heads up about that or you just learned about that too well no i knew about it the funny thing was um you know he actually called me uh a few days before maybe even a week before and just you know asked me what, what was my thoughts about about uh going there and i was just like I, I don't i don't have any thoughts like my my heart is in seattle so i ain't i ain't really went that far and so i knew that it was it was really close for him to call me and, and kind of to ask me a question like that I specific felt like to going to denver, denver is a specific yeah, location specifically and that happened in like february or something like that? uh no it happened like i'm not sure the exact time but it happened before uh before it happened mm-hmm. you know i knew i knew there was a chance that that was going to happen so um i was just like okay well He's probably leaving. Yes. So, he's probably leaving. So uh, right. I should probably get prepared for sure. Right. My favorite part of the video is, well, I guess he's probably leaving. Well, a couple of things. One, I don't know uh, who edited the sad ass music behind it. that make it sound like a breakup story. It was pretty funny. Two, um, 
I thought it's interesting to me, despite that Russ did call Bobby and he did say my heart was in Seattle after they released him that he didn't go to Denver. Say that again? I'm surprised that Bobby, I, I mean, after Seattle did release him that he didn't actually go to Denver after, since Russ wanted him to go to Denver. Uh, I think that's probably contract reasons or something. No, I'm sure it is, but I'm just, it's interesting. That's all. Yeah, because he got yeah. He got probably a little overpaid, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of incentive-based stuff in that contract, but he got paid a lot for from Los Angeles, and, and he's from, like, greater L.A. area. Yeah, well, I just want to say, though, like, I, everyone knows me on this podcast, a little negative towards a lot of people when I want to be negative towards people. Bobby is the most class act in Seahawks maybe history. Um, that guy... Like, like they released no, him when he wanted to stay, and he's still yeah. Just like, that, there's Bobby Wagner's just awesome, man. Like I, I wish, like I wish, I kind of, I understand getting rid of him, contract rebuilding, but he's the type of guy where I wouldn't have any problem if he stayed at Seahawks forever, and we overpaid him, and he kind of finished his career even being overpaid. Yeah, he he actually fit that mold of that guy yeah. that you'd want, right? Like uh, this is a weird example, but like. Like that Tim Duncan type of dude where it's like, yeah, you know, like you're just so great and like everything you say is so like just chill and just a good, just a good person, man. I I love Bobby Wagner. I'm going to root against him when he's in LA, but I just like him. I'm not going to root against him. I'm going to root against the Rams. The Rams. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He was like an all pro and we beat the Rams each time. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. And I loved yesterday when he quote tweeted our tweets. He said, to clarify, Russ wasn't recruiting me, just two close friends talking. We both talking about how we wanted to stay in Seattle. just didn't happen mm-hmm. that way. Now, some people might be like, this tweet was not 100% clear, like what I meant, or like, you know, give you attitude. Like, mm-hmm. he also, you know, like, I like how he, like, tried to speak for Russ as well. Like, oh, right. we were talking about how we wanted to stay in Seattle, even though, like, kind of, kind of bullshit. Like, obviously, he was calling That's you fine. to tell you that he's not staying in Seattle. Yeah. But – I like how he always found a way to try to keep it classy and keep it like, yeah. like not about him. Like he tried to be like, oh, just we, great. Yeah, he's just great about it. And then Russell Wilson did quote tweet us as well, saying two close friends and teammates that this is always like way more cheesy. Two close yeah. friends and teammates that started together, balled together, gave everything we had every day. We both love Seattle. Always dreamed of finishing our careers together. We'll love Seattle forever. New beginnings, but a forever bond. Oh yeah, sure, Russ. Whatever, dude. The rest is out. And everybody, <laughs> I, yesterday in our, my friend's group chat, I was like, uh, I sent them, I was like, oh, it's cool. Bobby and uh, Russ like quote tweeted our page. And they were like, oh, that's sick. And then everybody was like, yeah, but fuck Russ. Like, you know what he said? Funny. Fuck Bobby. He was all fuck I, I, Russ, dude. I was so, I've been hating on Russ all like before the seat, like basically all season long. It's just, I, I love having everyone on, on, on the same bandwagon as me right now. It's very easy for me to root. He's a very easy guy when he's not on your team to root against. Because people find him corny or cheesy. He is, but that's fine. I mean, he was a great quarterback for us. He's the best quarterback in our franchise history, blah, blah, blah. But I'm glad he's going to a really hard division. Hopefully, they don't make the playoffs. I saw another tweet. Everyone just loves hate. Like, Seahawks fans are, like, enjoying the hating on Russ world, I feel like. I saw yeah. uh, Broncos uh, offensive tackle Garrett Bowl said, I'm going to make sure his jersey stays as clean as possible. And somebody in Seahawks Twitter said, doesn't matter how good the line is. Dude sacks himself two times a game, minimum. Yeah, I know he's gonna hold on to the ball too long, and like, oh, it's I just love it so from like our prized possession. Everyone being like, "Fuck this guy!" 
<laughs> well, like, okay, you know, it's it's a very weird comparison, right? But there's a lot of Alex Rodriguez to Russell Wilson when he left. Uh, a guy whose image was always, like, it felt like whenever he was saying something to the media, was very squeaky clean and really tried to portray, like, this really buttoned up, like, I'm really squeaky clean, I love this stuff. And then he left, like, at, uh, in the middle of the night. And then everyone turned on I'm him so fast. You, there's a little bit of a big difference, though. And the fact that Russell Wilson was our quarterback and won a Super Bowl. Yes. And uh, wasn't actually just, like, doing steroids and, like, actually pretending to be squeaky clean. Like, he's actually – Because he, no, he is squeaky yeah, clean. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm saying the, the, the turn of – He's our guy to I can't so like yeah, not really our guy anymore. No, I understand. Yeah, because because like look at when Griffey left, it didn't matter. Like Griffey was like everyone still loved Griffey. It didn't yeah, matter that Griffey he left. Didn't, and this is kind. Of, but the thing is with Russ, it's also different. He didn't leave because of money. He didn't leave because of you know. I think Russ left because times have changed, and like you know, some people might still believe that he didn't necessarily like need to leave, right? Like it, based on his tweets or like. Even what Bobby was saying, it's like, yeah, I don't think either one of them would have, like, like I don't know, like uh, held out of camp if they stayed in Seattle. It no, seems like no, both, I don't like, think so, so. There's a, I think the the difference of the guy like A Rod, I guess, and when we talk about like Seattle sports history, is like A Rod left just for ex, like the extra money and then turned out to be a steroid guy, and I think he just the image all just went downhill from there, right? Right, Griffey, right totally. Griffey left because like he wanted to be around his dad. Right. With the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Reds organization. And then you have, you know, Russell Wilson, as much as people are going to dislike him long term, we're going to get over it much more than like an A-Rod situation, because at least like he's going to have a good image and he won a Super Bowl. Um, but I do think the turn against him short term is like the A-Rod. But I think long term, you can't really hate the guy that won a Super Bowl in your city, especially when it happens one time in your franchise history. Right. So like, totally. I think when he's done playing, like. We're just going to remember, like, the first half. Yeah, well, he'll all be forgiven. Except me, because I hold grudges, but that's a different story. Sorry, I'm reading. um, I saw. (laughs) Two to three weeks, potentially, for Devin Booker. but uh, And Ben Simmons is making his debut on Monday. I'm not worried about Ben Simmons, this guy. But the Devin Booker stuff. Okay, well. All right. Actually, I feel like a lot of Seahawks Twitter like roots for the Phoenix Suns for some reason. I, I don't know if because a lot that. of Seattle because a lot of Seattle moved to Phoenix, um, and it's not really like a rival city in any sense. Really, like I don't in know why sport. in any yeah. sport, which even though we're playing the same division as the Cardinals, it just doesn't feel like there are rivals. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know why. I can't explain it to be honest with you. Yeah, but it is because of the moving people, people moving. Because yeah. I've noticed a lot of like Seahawks times Suns times Mariners fans, like Twitter bios. I'm like, huh, that's me too. But I'm like, oh, yeah. Where am I? yeah, exactly. All right. Well, go Suns for anybody on the Seahawks the Mariners pod that's interested. And uh, like I said, make sure you follow us at Sant Seattle, S O N T Seattle on all platforms. You'll see every all our pages there. We have a Mariners page specifically and a Seahawks page on Instagram. In the Mariners page on Twitter. So you'll find all those in the bios. You can check us out at Pod That Brothers for our main NBA podcast mm-hmm. that's going to be releasing on the same day that this is. So if you hear this, feel free to go check that out as well. All the links in the description. And uh, shit, I guess uh, we'll be back next week, George. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is there anything bro. else there? Is that it? That's it, man. Um, go Mariners. Go Mariners. Go Seahawks. And uh, 
Much love. Thank you all for the support. We appreciate it. And leave a review while you get a chance. And uh, George, you know what we like to say. Cheers to Seattle, y'all. Peace. You're listening to the Sports on Tap Podcast Network. Cheers to sports.